Welcome to the World Fellows Podcast. My name is Emma Skye, and I'm director of the World Fellows Program at Yale. My guest today is Silvia Aguilera, a peace builder from Mexico. Silvia, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you very much. So, Silvia, tell me, how did you become interested in human rights? Well, uh, do you know I'm from Mexico? And Mexico is a country that has been having a lot of issues of violence and human rights violations for a very long time. And since I was in the high school, I um, started to keep interested in working on issues against injustice and to do something different to change the situation of people in my country. So... Why have so many people disappeared in Mexico? It's thousands. Why have they disappeared and what's happened to them? Well, there are uh, different... Um, um, Estimates or...? The, uh, different um, issues because they are disappearing. And some of them are related with the uh, activities or the, of the criminal organizations that have been growing a lot in Mexico in the last 15 years, mainly those organizations that are focused on the traffic of drugs and arms. And because they want to control the territories and the communities, they use the disappearance as a way to to control people. Uh, but some of those disappearances also are related with the... Um, um, with the action of the state that uh, some um, people working from the state at army or some police are related with the criminal organizations also. Uh, and this is something that we didn't see in Mexico before in this uh, huge amount. We have some disappearances in the 70s, as in other countries in Latin America. But that disappearances were more related uh, with political issues against people that was involved in some uh, a fight against the regime. But in this case in Mexico, is uh, the, dis- the people that has been disappeared is like uh, ordinary people that doesn't have any kind of connection with a political position or with a, a um, um, ideological fight. Then it's so- something different from the disappearance uh, happened in the 70s and is uh, affecting a broad part of the of the communities in Mexico but maybe are related uh, to the presence to the criminal organizations so what work have you been involved in how have you tried to help improve human rights in Mexico well in the last 12 years i have been working a lot on trying to um build bridges between the social movements that are fighting for their rights and the decision makers. Um, Mexico is a very young democracy. and We still need to learn how to, to deal with conflicts in a pacific way and also how to relate, how to improve the relationship between people and the decision makers. And my work has been focused on build that those capacities, but also to 
work with the communities and the movements to improve their abilities to talk with the decision makers and also with the decision makers to be open to to um, to learn the, the from the situation of the people, but also to open the the participation processes that are not something um, easy because they don't know how to do it. Then my work has been more like accompany the process to build a good communication, to be sure that the people is listening to each other, but also to be sure that uh, there are a new ways to relate uh, the state with the communities and the movements. So you're bridging between government and people and NGOs? Yes. And do you feel you've had an impact? I think so. I think that um, we need to do a lot of more. Uh, however, uh, there have been a lot of changes in Mexico that are related with the success of this kind of processes. Uh, for example, uh, last year, um, for the last three years, we have been working in um, in building a new law about to fight against the disappearance in, in Mexico and to have a new legal framework. And because these kind of processes where the uh, collectives of relatives came together with and also the NGOs and the decision makers in the Congress, uh, we have a, a new law from last year. Then I think that this is something quite uh, like a very good experience on how the uh, spaces of dialogue and negotiation and build different agreements can uh, be very useful, not only for the people that had been impacted for this kind of situations, but also for government. It makes it easy for them to take decisions with a constituency that is uh, organized and that have a very clear agenda. Then it's easy for all the, the different uh, stakeholders. Uh, however, it's something that is uh, just an example, but not that is something that is happening all the time in the decision-making making process, processes. So this work is really, really hard. What motivates you? What keeps you going? Well, um, firstly, to see the the people, how they get empowered through these kind of processes. You can see how the people grow uh, through these processes. And when I see people, I don't talking just about the affected ones, but also the decision makers. You can see how they relate in another way and how they learn from each other. Um, and they... Um, um, have a different perspective from the people that are they are working with and working for. And I think that this is quite important because when you have a very violent uh, context, uh, the people tend to be very radical. And these kind of processes uh, bring people in the m more in the middle without doing those very radical uh, assumptions about the others and more uh, empathetic on how to build from different perspectives. And for me, that is very important because I do really believe that uh, we can 
and f- face the problems without violence and in different way. But I'm also aware that uh, there are different uh, interests that are all the time working together, and we have to find a way uh, to at least have some uh, common ground in order to build something a, a good, a, a bigger, a, a good common. However, um, I think um, because of the violence, people don't don't trust in each other. Then, when people start trusting in the ones that they seems as enemy, is working to work for this. So, Sylvia, thank you very much, and keep pushing for peace. Thank you, Emma.